You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Police in Los Angeles have a man in custody who they say took hostages inside a crowded Trader Joe's grocery store. The man had crashed his car outside the store and exchanged gunfire with police. Matthew Linnell was among the shoppers when the gunman entered. He told member station KCRW that he ended up helping the man clean his wounds. I just told him I have two children. They're out in the car. They have no idea what's going on. They're you know, nine and four. Could you, could you let me go? Then he just said, okay, go. And I started to walk, and he said, no, no, give me your cell phone. I gave him my cell phone, and he just told me to give my phone number to the police. He said he wanted to talk to the police, and he, and then he just said, go, and I, I slowly walked out with my hands up. The man surrendered three hours after barricading himself inside the store and fatally shooting a woman. Authorities say he had led police on a chase after shooting his grandmother and another woman in a separate part of the city. Federal investigators have released hundreds of pages of documents surrounding a wiretap application in their investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 election. The FBI released the materials to the New York Times and other media organizations that filed Freedom of Information Act lawsuits. The documents are related to a FISA court wiretap and surveillance warrant on former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. In a tweet this morning, President Trump again suggested his campaign may have been spied upon, but leading House Democrats say the documents show a legitimate concern about Page's activities. 
Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is slamming President Trump's recent interactions with Russian leader Vladimir Putin. From member station WNYC in New York, Alec Hamilton reports that Clinton made the remarks at a festival in Central Park on Saturday. It was Clinton's first public appearance since Trump's controversial summit with Putin in Helsinki. Clinton said Putin has been allowed to control the narrative while it's been, quote, crickets from the White House. This idea that somehow we are not sure where our own president stands is deeply disturbing. And the best way to deal with that is to vote in November. At the same time, Clinton expressed concerns about the security of that November midterm election saying that the country still lacks the infrastructure and leadership to safeguard against further cyber attacks. For NPR News, I'm Alec Hamilton in New York. Director of National Intelligence Dan Code says he meant no disrespect to President Trump when he expressed surprise that the administration is planning a second summit with President Putin. Coates issued a statement this weekend saying his response was awkward. He learned of the second summit during a televised interview at the Aspen Security Forum in Colorado. And from Washington, you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. We have some breaking news. The White House has announced on Twitter that Vladimir Putin is coming to the White House in the fall. Say that again. <laughs> you, Vladimir Putin, coming Did I to hear the, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be special. <laughs> Steve, you're a registered Democrat, but yes. you switched to vote for Donald Trump for president. Yes. Because you want to change. Yes. And Donald Trump said, okay, vote for Saccone if you continue to want change. Did you not agree with it and believe in that message? I saw believe in Donald Trump six months ago. I thought about the American press and how they often got frustrated at my long-winded answers at press conferences. My uh, responses didn't conform to two-minute sound bites. But given the strange and uncertain times that we are in, and they are strange, and they are uncertain, with each day's news cycles bringing more head-spinning and disturbing headlines, I thought maybe it would be useful to step back for a moment and try to get some perspective. Unfortunately, too much of politics today seems to reject the very concept of objective truth. People just make stuff up. They they just make stuff up. We see the, the utter loss of shame among political leaders where... They're caught in a lie, and they just double down, and they lie some more. Show me your badge. 
show me your badge. You are going to get in trouble. A vigorous debate this morning surrounding this video about how two men bumping into each other to this. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is July 22nd, uh, 2018, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio best. Of course, like the guy said, my name is Jay Ralph. Thank you, thank you so much for joining us on this Parents' Day. Today is Parents' Day, so if you are a parent, happy Parents' Day. Appreciate what you do, and if you are responsible parents, we really appreciate what you do with your kids. But, as always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to my colleagues, some of the best in the business. First up, the lady who has just the absolute best voice in radio. An attorney, she's a minister, she's an author, she's a radio host. I mean, she is superwoman. Please set aside some time to say thank you and welcome as she put her cape away. The one and only Miss Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you? Well, Kathleen's there. I promise you she's there. She'll uh, step in as soon as she gets her mic squared away. But the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the man who really runs everything around here, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good, good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you doing this morning? Doing outstanding, man. Glad that you're here as always. The call-in number is 347-850-1272. You can be a part of the conversation. You can jump into the world-famous chat room. You can hang out on social media. Our colleague, Jerome Esprit from EspritRadio.net, and the man who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. So until then, we hold it down. Hopefully, we can get Kathleen's mic fixed and get her back in here. Once again, 347-850-1272. A lot on the agenda this morning, as always. Let me run it down for you. From Russia with love, Trump and Putin sitting in the tree. M-E-E-T-I-N-G. Uh, secret meetings. What did they talk about? And did you hear that the the uh, director of uh, national intelligence? He was like, "What? He's coming to the White House? Yeah, he's coming to the White House, folks. Can you believe this? It's hard to believe. I understand. Also, finally, it's happening to us. President Obama's harshest rebuke to date on the Trump administration." Going to hear what the former president had to say that's coming up second segment. And, of course, as always, it's like an Avenger movie, black men versus the police. We have another confrontation between an unarmed black man and a white police officer. But wait until you hear the circumstances around this situation. You're really going to trip out. And once again, it's all about suppression, and it's all about what we think, this whole nationalist movement where white folks are empowered uh, to, to say and do some of the things that they've been doing here as of late. And, of course, in, in four minutes or less, we're going to, you know, focus on another confrontation or another situation, you know, living while black. We'll, we'll feature that story as well. So a lot to get into, 347-850-1272. We're going to start with Trump and Putin sitting in the tree, secret M-E-E-T-I-N-G. Mr. Elias, 
we don't know what they talked about. Russian state media is saying are starting to leak some of the, you know, agreements or promises made by our president uh, with Putin. And so as we as we continue to move forward, you know, this guy is blatant with this whole Russian relationship. It, it, it's really uh-huh. something that's fascinating. And it's like, it's almost, if it wasn't real life, you'd think this was a Hollywood thriller or a best-selling book on the New York Times best-selling book list. I don't understand what's happening with this whole thing. I truly don't get it. I really don't get it. Meanwhile, by the way, looks like Kathleen has checked in. Kathleen, good morning. Are you there? (laughs) I'm sorry about that. I'm there. I was listening to that beautiful introduction, and then my phone just said, please. I know, right? I know. I mean, come on. The timing was perfect. I'm like, come on, the time, Kathleen. The timing was perfect. The timing was it perfect. Was. But thank you. you know, thank you for that introduction. <laughs> Hello. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning to you. You know, the thing is, they talk about comedy. Comedy is all about timing. And as soon as that happened, you went away. I said, okay, I don't know, I know. what's going on, but uh, but I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, welcome, welcome, welcome. So, Mr. Elias, getting back to you, the question about this whole thing with, with Putin and Trump. When you look at this, can you believe what's playing out right here in, our, in front of our very eyes with this president and his infatuation with, you know, with uh, – Putin, Vladimir Putin. I mean, what is this, man? What are we dealing with here? It, it, it is unbelievable, unbelievable that this man went through and said what he said. I, 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 you know, I was supposed to go to the gym that morning. I said, nope, I'll go this afternoon because i got to watch this. And I'm right. sitting here watching this, and my mouth is dropped open when this man said that he believes Vladimir Putin over his own intelligence community. And then he comes back the next day and said, well, I, I should have said I, I wouldn't wouldn't have. Why wouldn't they have? And I, I'm thinking to myself, it's a double negative. Dude, you're a double negative. The bottom line is, you know damn well what you said. You tweeted everything that you said that morning. And people are still, are still not 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 condemning this man. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. All these patriots. Where are you where are you guys at? We're the ones that's gonna stand up and speak about what's going on. The ones that that that, that are, and then he had the nerve to come back and say something about the NFL after that? Oh, I'd have told him to go to hell. Drop off the planet, kill yourself, whatever you need to do, just stop it. Cause he this, this is just this is a farce right now. This is getting to be real bad. And then all these people that claim that they're patriots, he spoke out against the United States. He took Russia's, Russia's hand and said, they're better. And in essence, I believe what Russia's uh, over the United States. I believe these people. We're both stupid. No, we're not both stupid. You know, you don't stand in, in, in front of one of your, uh, one of your adversaries and, and, and say that, you, that we're both being stupid. No, you take the United States side no matter what. Because you're the president of the United States. You took an oath to protect this country. You're not protecting this country. You're selling it out. And all these people that, 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 that are such patriots that talk crap about the flag and all this other stuff, for you to back him up, you're not patriots. You're a joke. You know, Kathleen, the fact that uh, when the Russians uh, <laughs> made a suggestion that, okay, 
you know what, the 12 Russians that were indicted on <coughs> Mueller's in the Mueller probe, you know what, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll allow your investigators to come over here and talk to those guys. But in, in return, we want you to send an American, a former American ambassador to Russia so our guys can talk to him. And the fact that the White House, it took him, you know, like, you know, a day and a half to come back and say absolutely not. Well, the president is taking, you know, he will let you know when him and his team has finished having a conversation about it. I know you can't believe what I just said, right? That the fact that we were considering sending a uh, rush, uh, sending an American citizen over to be interrogated by the KGB. And here's what I really and truly believe, Kathleen. I don't. Let me tell you this. I don't think that they were considering it. I think what happened was they asked. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders a question In the press conference And she just made that answer up Because she did not know What the response was to it And that's what they always do You know the one thing the president always talks about Is we'll see what happens We'll see what happens In other words I don't know what's going to happen Let me take some time to try to figure out What's going to happen They have no plan This guy wasn't prepared to meet with Putin What say you? Did we lose Kathleen again? Kathleen's still. I don't know, man. My, they lost her again. Okay. See my computer. Well, my computer just yeah, dropped well, out. Okay, um, I understand. All right, go ahead, Mr. Dell. you take it. Um, but you know, no, I, you know what? I, I I do believe he was considering it. According to, at, at the news press, he said this is a great idea. What do you think? I, I think it's a great idea. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, I was I was just floored that that he said that. I was just uh, totally floored that he said we were con- we, you know that's a great idea. What, what he offered was just it was excellent. I, it, what do you, you know? Come on, man, really, really, we're sending up the sending American over here. Okay. I, I was, you know, flabbergasted. We have Kathleen back now. Kathleen, I was asking about the fact that the Trump administration had to take, <laughs> had to take, you know, a day and a half to even come back with a response saying, "Oh no, we're not going to send an American citizen over to be inter- interrogated by the KGB." The fact that that should have been a 1.6 second answer, like, "Hell no, we're not doing that." Are you nuts? Oh, we have to think about it. No, I mean, this is. This is comedy amateur hour at its best. What say you? Well, actually, um, I think it probably did take one point, 1.6 seconds for him to decide that he wanted to do it. And what he was <coughs> offering, what he did was uh, say in response to Putin for us to see, because the 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 two-hour conversation took place prior to their on-camera, um, their on-camera summit, didn't it? Did it not? Yeah, two hours uh, and ten minutes. Right. Yep. So what my belief, and this is you know this is what I believe, is that everything that came out there they had already discussed, and I believe they may have even discussed it before that two-hour summit. And I this is how I think it went down. So, for example, we've all been in trouble probably with our parents, right? So let's say, for example, you do some crazy stuff and your mother says, okay, look, this is how this is going to go. 
We're taking your phone. We're taking the TV. We're taking the game board. We're taking it. And you're not going to argue with me because if you do, then these are the consequences. You got that? All right. So I believe that whatever Trump got himself into, Putin said, okay, listen, dude, this is how this is going to go. All right? We're going to take your people. And you, you want to mess with our people? You send those people that I've been trying to get to for years over here. And if you want us to cooperate with that. And then what else we're going to do is we're going to sit in this room for a couple of hours and the rush, we are going to ink out every single thing that we want to happen. And then we're going to feed it back to your media at the time that want it to happen. And you're not going to bring any of your people in there, but we're going to record this thing. And if you try to act like you didn't agree to any one of these, not only will we release the recording the way we want to, we'll also release all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. So you can get your Trump, at the end of it, maybe you can get your little Trump hotel. And when they throw you out of America, we'll take you in over here in Russia. You got that? <laughs> when they throw him out of America Boy, I tell you, I would love to see that day I mean, but let me ask you something Because it's interesting you bring that up I really and truly believe Well, let me ask you this question, Kathleen Then I'll, you know, swing it over to Mr. Elias My question to you is Do you think that the Russians have something on, on this guy And that's the reason why he's doing what he's doing Because, you know, it just doesn't pass the common sense test it really doesn't, right? I mean, you know that everybody in America, from Republican to Democrat, do not appreciate what you're doing. A lot of Republicans came out and spoke out against this as well, some more forceful than others. But the bottom line is, how do you explain this? Do you think they have something on him, Kathleen? You know what? I, I think I'm the only one who feels like it does pass the common sense test. Because when. Really? Yeah, I do. It does pass the common sense. Common sense. It passes the Trump common sense. To, you know, if you want to, again, you can never look at crazy logically. You just can't do it. <laughs> when you're looking at crazy, you have to say, okay, this is just crazy. But there's a reason. There's always a reason for crazy. It's either mental illness or some other kind of manipulation, but there's an understory. And everybody keeps saying, well, why do these other Republicans keep going along with this? You know, initially, initially their logic comes out. Oh, this was wrong. Oh, you know, we can't go down this far. So now they're talking to their constituents, right? When the entire country is in an uproar, then they appear to be in an uproar too. But when they get five seconds <clears throat> with their leader, Suddenly, they can see how this could be that he said would, but meant wouldn't, right? And you were like, well, wait a minute. I got you on record yesterday saying that you think this is absolutely crazy. But then we see this Maria Butina woman show up, right? And then we have photographs of her with all of these other congressional leaders, the Russian spy, right? So wait a minute. So you have to say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So it wasn't just Trump over there running around with the Russian, you know, Russian spies and involved with Russia. Now we see half the people that he brought in were already involved with Russia prior to their involvement with the government. And then we see 
even my own congressman. They had articles about him with this Russian um, spy, Maria Butina. So what is it? I think that they all have some, you know, a little smell of something on them. And Mr. Trump just reminds them, oh, okay, well, you know, when I go, you're going too. You get that, right? So either we stay in this thing together all the way to the end, or you guys are going to start falling like flies too. Wow, Mr. Elias, what are you? What about you, man? You think that and, uh, the Russians have something think he on this has guy? Something on them? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. And I think it's been, it was from way before he ever got involved in the political election. I think maybe they even told him to get involved in it. And this is how we're going to do this. This is how we're going to do this. You don't have enough power um, in your fake uh, wealth to be able to do the, what we want to do. This is Putin. What we want to do over there. So you want to come over here and do business? You want to come over here and mess around with all our people? You want to, You want your fingers in Russia? Okay, well, you can have it, but to this extent. But in order for you to have that, this is what I want. Okay? So this is how this is going to go. Hmm. Wow. What about you, Mr. Elias? You think... Uh that uh, they got something on this guy? They have something yes. on him? Oh, God, yes. Yes. Yes, after that display, yes, they do. And if they don't, I would be thoroughly shocked. They they, they got him either fight. You know, I was talking to my brother about this the other day, and we were talking, and he was saying to, uh, uh, we were talking to, uh, we were just, just, you know, going out, and we were just talking, and he said, I, I think they got him financially, man. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you might be right about that. They got him financially. Got to have him financially. Because if they don't have him financially, what other way do they have him? Tapes. I, I don't think this man cares about tapes because he'll lie about it. But when you put, you know, even when you put stuff in front of Trump's Trump voters and to, and to say, hey, man, look, this is what's going on. These people, they, they deny it. How can you deny it when 17 intelligence communities are saying, hey, look, Russia interfered in the election, and you know what their response is? Well, we got what we wanted, so what? So what? What if, what if Russia has interfered in the, in the election and Hillary Clinton had won? What would you be saying then? What would you be saying then? You know, the bottom line is, it's I don't care. You know, what happens? It, even if my candidate had won, and I, you know, I, I wasn't a Hillary Clinton fan at all, but if my candidate had won, I still would be upset because. You got an outside entity interfering in the election. This 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 messes right. with our democracy. So where, where all the uh, I still say where all these patriots at? Where all these people that are standing up for what America's supposed to be about? Where are you guys at? You know where where are you guys? Gonna, when are you guys gonna gonna stand up and say this is wrong? You know you got all the and then his his his, his, his VNI director says uh, the director of uh, national intelligence says. Hey, we're at 9-11 type level. Where are all you patriots at? He said the red lights are yeah. blinking. This is 9-11 coming back to haunt us. This is this is not a, a Democrat saying this. Is, this is Dan Coates saying, hey, look, dude, this is what's happening now. Dan, I say, hey, yeah, and, and, and you know, well, we got our candidate. Who cares? 
Yeah, and you heard this him uh, even say, Dan Coates, at the beginning of the uh, show when we played the intro, how he was shocked and surprised when, you know, this guy, when he heard that, that Russia is, uh, that Putin is coming to the White House. I mean, it's just a situation where you just don't understand what's happening, and it's just ridiculous. All right, in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know is we continue to keep our eye out on what's going on with our people, you know, things that are going on against and, you know, against our people. Uh, here's another situation where, you know, once again, uh, police are, this is another situation, excuse me, where a person is just being a black person, just living their lives, and they get confronted by white folks. Here's this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less. We'll talk to you on the other side. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show. How's that Get out! Get out! Get out now! A camera caught Stephanie Sebi Strimple last month as she appeared to verbally and physically assault 15-year-old Darshan Rockamore Simmons, also known as DJ. We spoke exclusively with DJ and his parents who believe he was targeted because of his skin color. She called me anywhere and she called me up on 15-year-old DJ says he was invited to the pool by a friend when Stephanie Sebi Strimple approached him. 911. Okay? Get out. He says she physically and verbally assaulted him and forced him to leave. This lady walked up to us and was like, y'all have to leave. And you slammed. And I started walking out, she just started hitting me. What were you thinking when this woman is assaulting you? It was shocking. The next day, DJ showed the video to his parents, who believed the attack was racially motivated. As a mother, when you saw that, what was your reaction? It hurts. You know, I, I could never imagine putting my hands on somebody else's child. All of those adults there, there was nobody to step up and stop this lady. Say, hey, why are you hitting this young man? Sebi Strimple was arrested and charged with third-degree assault and battery. She was also fired from her job. Who took the camera out and started recording this? I did. Why? Because I, I knew it could end up in the, like, the other side, like flipped around. You knew that she would possibly be believed over you? Yes. This is into other recent confrontations captured on video. Illegally selling water without a permit? Including this video where a woman calls the police on a black eight-year-old girl selling water on the sidewalk. Charcoal girls are not allowed here. In California, this woman called the cops on a black family barbecuing in the park. You should not be wearing that in the United States of America. Okay. Are you a citizen? And in a Chicago park, a man harasses a woman for wearing a shirt with a Puerto Rican flag on it. Is she an American citizen? Why is she wearing that the woman asks an officer standing a few yards away for help. Can you please grab him? But the officer appears to ignore the confrontation. He has since resigned from the force. Here you've got a video, you've got audio, you've got still shots of what happened, and it's, it, it, it speaks for itself. DJ's attorney, Margie Pizarro, says he handled the situation the right way. We saw him not retaliate. When we saw him walk away, that was something that was commendable. DJ says he's entered counseling to try and process the alleged assault. What did you learn? I learned from it. I learned how to handle it again if I have to deal with it. What did you learn about yourself? I have a lot of discipline. 
self control. Yeah, just think of this. This happened the day after he turned 15, the day after he wins a championship for basketball at the yep. YMCA. The day after his great-grandmother dies, his grandmother goes into the hospital. He waited a day to tell his parents this happened because he was so concerned about their mental state. And on top of that, this is a kid who is on the basketball team, the football team, is a yeah. distinguished gentleman's club member and is and, so this, involved. No, none, of that none of that matters. It doesn't. He's just a kid, and, and somebody should have helped him. No matter how many times we see that video, it is just as disturbing every time. I don't know if this is naive to say, but when did we get so angry? When did everyone get so angry? In that? that is the question. That is the question. Uh, in four minutes or less, the sponsored by the TGRS Radio Network Online Radio. Unfortunately, too much of politics today seems to reject the very concept of objective truth. People just make stuff up. They, they just make stuff up. Welcome back in. 347 you You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio that's 38 minutes after the hour. You have to be there at the top of the hour. Well, guess what? You have about 22 minutes to get to where you have to be. All right, listen. Uh, Democrats have been yearning for this. We've been yearning for this. Former President Obama, in his harshest rebuke of the Trump administration, had some words to say about what was going on. So let's take a listen to the former president and some of the things he said at a, um, he was overseas in South Africa speaking at a commemoration uh, event for Nelson Mandela, commemorating his uh, 100th birthday. Uh, but this is what the former president had to say. Let's listen to some sound bites, and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. But given the strange and uncertain times that we are in, and they are strange, and they are uncertain. With each day's news cycles bringing more head-spinning and disturbing headlines, I thought maybe it would be useful to step back for a moment and try to get some perspective. It's not wrong to insist that national borders matter, that whether you're a citizen or not, it's going to matter to a government that laws need to be followed that in the public realm, newcomers should make an effort to adapt to the language and customs of their new home. Those are legitimate things, and we have to be able to engage people who, who do feel as if things are not orderly. But that can't be an excuse for immigration policies based on race or ethnicity or religion. There's got to be some consistency, and we can enforce the law while respecting the essential humanities of those who are striving for a better life. For a mother with a child in her arms, we can recognize that could be somebody in our family. That could be my child. Unfortunately, too much of politics today 
seems to reject the very concept of objective truth. People just make stuff up. They, they just make stuff up. We see it in the growth of state-sponsored propaganda. We see it in internet-driven fabrications. We see it in the, in the blurring of lines between news and entertainment. We see the, the utter loss of shame among political leaders where they're caught in a lie and they just double down and they lie some more. If I say this is a podium and you say this is an elephant, it's going to be hard for us to cooperate. <laughs> I can't find common ground if somebody says climate change is just not happening when almost all the world's scientists tell us it is. I don't know where to start talking to you about this. If you start saying it's an elaborate hoax, I don't know what to, where do we start? As with the denial of rights, the denial of facts runs counter to democracy. It could be its undoing, which is why we have to zealously protect independent media. And we have to guard against the tendency for social media to become a, purely a platform for spectacle and outrage and disinformation. So young people who are in the audience, who are listening, my message to you is simple. Keep believing. Keep marching. Keep building. Keep raising your voice. Every generation has the opportunity to remake the world. Mandela said, Young people are capable, when aroused, of bringing down the towers of oppression and raising the banners of freedom. Now's a good time to be aroused. Online radio at its best. Okay, that was a delay. Don't you just miss hearing that guy? Don't you just miss hearing an intelligent person at the top uh, just putting out a message of, of just unity and all those different things. You know, I just miss that guy. Speaking of missing someone, let's bring in uh, the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit from EspritRadio.net. And on a weekly basis brings us on a need-to-know basis. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm good, man. How are you? Good morning, Jerome. You're outstanding. All right, listen. President Obama oversees... Harshest words, I think, so far, uh, dealing with what's going on at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Man, your thoughts on hearing uh, the president and, you know, man, I just miss this guy. I just miss listening to someone who knows what the heck they're talking about versus to some big orange buffoon that really is making this stuff up as it goes. What say you? Yeah, he, um, well, okay, two things. Not impressed. And impressed And what I say by not impressed is We know he's smart We know he's articulate We know he can run sentences together But he's not telling us stuff that we don't know It's just that nobody is covering the stuff in, in, Or delivering the way that he delivers it Which is a shame on us right. Because we keep looking for Messiah Every time something happens Like I know we talked about on this show 
you know, President Obama is the leader of the Democrats, so he should step up. And then you hear other politicians say that, opposed to getting on and understanding their responsibilities of them speaking up. They're waiting for him to do it because he speaks better than them. Or he has a bigger audience than they do. That's not that man's fault, right? President Obama, from this perspective, that he's bigger than than that, right? He gets to speak. He has a loud voice. He has a big podium. But it's the same reason people don't like um, Reverend Sharpton back in the days or Minister Farrakhan. It's because if you wait for them to deliver the message, they're only going to deliver the message when it gets bad enough. doesn't mean that it's not happening. It has to get to a level that you want to hear from a certain person tell you something that you know is already wrong. So hmm. much as to President Obama, I don't, I'm not knocking him at all. I am saying it yeah. is a shame that there are no voices out there that get any coverage until President Obama comes out and says something. You know, it puts him in a, it puts him in an odd spot, but. Um, you know, whether you but when you say there's no voices, that. what do you mean by that, though? I mean, who's? I haven't really heard. I mean, well, maybe, maybe I'm one of those people you're referring to. I don't think I've heard people come out. Well, yes, I have. I'm lying. I mean, Maxine you Waters, do it on show, all these guys. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I had to correct myself. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, all I'm Go saying ahead, is man. that for mainstream media to cover, and you know, they really didn't cover his speech there either. They didn't cover it. I, I've looked at all the news feeds of it and read most of the stories of it. They would not give it coverage like they didn't cover him going to Cuba, like they didn't cover him in Jamaica, like they didn't cover the warm receptions that he got all over the doggone world with people who look like him. They didn't cover it. So they're not really covering his speech so much than taking a few quotes for him, from him and then moving on with the news. We have a problem. And our problem is supremacy, right? And I am telling you, Democrat or Republican, those guys do not have a problem with Donald Trump like we think they should have a problem with him. You talk about a man who went eight years talking about his doggone birth certificate. If you couldn't make up anything, you made up, we're not sure that he's from here, and they lived on TV with that. And the sad thing is they brought people on TV to talk about it. Then you had Trump lying saying, I sent the investigator out, and we're surprised at what we're finding. You have white folks lying to you all the time. This ain't new, right? So just because President Obama just said that about lying and spending news, they've always lied and spent news. But people get mad at, you know, Khalid Muhammad or, or any of those guys who kept yelling that from the top of their lungs in the 80s. The people who yelled it in the 70s, we knew that it was developing to exactly what it is now. And we need to stay conscious about um, delivering truth or delivering news opposed to worry about playing into propaganda because their propaganda is biting them in the butt. That's why Trump can't lose any ground amongst Republicans. He has no ground around independents or Democrats, but they keep touting He's still strong amongst his base. His base is little. But we, we, they keep saying that. The Democrats' base is just as strong. You can't, you can't poll under 40% as a Democrat anyway. You'll never poll below that. So 
Trump being at 40% as a Republican is not a doggone, like, affirmation. So, you know what I mean? Sorry. He's polling at about 80%, but they're only about 40% of the electorate. That's just stupid. So we keep pressing the same propaganda and what President Obama was saying just generally um, in the whole speech was that he was telling young people, because that's kind of what his mission is now. I don't know. You can't really skip over generations like this. But he's talking to young people to keep them engaged to not be frustrated by what they see. But those of us who are, who are not millennials are still in leadership, and we need to step up and stay, and stay focused. You know, for what happened with Maxine Waters, sorry for running on about this, but Maxine Waters, there was a protest rally at something at an event Maxine Waters had. They had counter yeah. protesters there who ran them fools out of there. That's what yep. we need to do. Yep. And I'm exactly. surprised they didn't cover it like, you know, they were going to fight. It's like, y'all bring the fight to her, then y'all going to South Central. So work that out. <laughs> That's what she represents. That's it. No, but wait a minute. Now, you, you said something that I wanted want to ask Mr. Elias about. Now, you, you said about, you know, the proper coverage for this. And, and you know, and look, and I know a lot of the, the news, uh, you know, a lot of the cable news websites carried it live on their website. But, I mean, should they have carried it live, Mr. Elias? On, I mean, you can only have one president at a time. What if, you know, they did this for George Bush? While he was in office, I mean, and while President Obama was in office, you know, George Bush speaks somewhere, and you you have the cameras on. I mean, you don't. Do you oh, well, out the think about the times we're living in, Jay. Yes, it is. Think well, about that's the times true. In. What I was saying that I was I was I was thinking the exact same thing. These are <laughs> un, these are uh, these times are unprecedented as unprecedented, far as what we're living yeah. in. And so, so wait. Okay, so let me ask. Okay, let me ask this question, and let me ask Kathleen this question. So, do you think because of the times that we're living in, that the normal protocol, one president at a time, that the, you know the media, because the media, I thought they did it the right way, but because of the time, since to me the media is the reason why Donald Trump is in the office, do you think the media should take the unprecedented steps of saying, okay? Anytime President Obama steps up to the mic, especially because people dub this as his most important post-presidency speech uh, to date. And so they were like, so in situations like that, do you think because of the media, the media gave us Donald Trump? And I say this because anytime that fool stepped up to a mic during the campaign, they stopped everything because they knew it was going to be a show. It got the ratings up. People wanted to hear what this clown was going to say. Those that were for, those were against. I mean, the media brought us this guy. He didn't spend any money on this freaking presidential campaign. He didn't have to. Because every time he stepped up and said something stupid, the mics were, everybody was, ooh, listen to this guy. So should the media take those same steps now since we got this guy, they should be more active in trying to get this guy out of there. What do you think, Kathleen? Well, I think the media created a monster, right? And just like we're they saying, did. the just like that we're saying that <clears throat> Putin has uh, this uh, this president by the puppet strings. I think the president the the uh, president has the media by the puppet strings, and they and he is running them exactly the way he wants to run them. Um, and like you said, he didn't he didn't have to pay for airtime. 
uh, during his presidential campaign because he was constantly on the air. So what we see now is a guy who controls the media, whether it is the right or the left media or the media in between. There is not a day that you turn on television and his picture is not flashing at you, his name is not at the top of it, or that you pick up a a news periodical, the actual physical paper, and his name is not on the front page. This has been, for however many days he's been in office, this has been the case. So he masters the media, right? And then he masters social media because everything that is in Twitter, as soon as he opens his Twitter feed, everybody's all over it. His tweets go out where, okay, so you figure you'd only know what he tweets if you follow him on Twitter. That's how it usually works, right? The only time I know what President Obama tweeted is when I go to his Twitter feed. Um, But with this guy, the minute he sends out a tweet, it's on the news, okay? So we have created a monster, a media, well, he's created a, a media frenzy and monster, So now, basically what you're asking me is should the media now try to um, reverse this or should they try to crumble the the monster that they created? Should they now, you know, they created Goliath, so should they now turn to David and become David? And they're just not simply not going to do it because the media is not more concerned about America than they are about being rated number one in the news. And if everybody else is covering this in the news, that's what they're going to cover. And what's more important to them is not what a black former black president is saying to his African family and people, but rather what they can do to remain number one. So instead of talking about that, they're going to dig way back now and start talking about Carter Page, you know, or whatever else they can pop up with. And instead instead of looking at Kenya, they're not going to fly to Kenya, you know, like what? What are we going down there for? What do those African people have to say about us? The only thing we want to have anything to do with Africa is uh, the fact that we can still oppose their, uh, oppress their people. Uh, so, no, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they have any intention to do it, and I don't think they really care. Because as Rachel Maddow said the other night, I know I've been criticized for not following things that should be in the news over the past 18 months. I know there's been other news, but this is what I've chosen to follow, and then she tried to justify it. And that's exactly what everybody else is doing, ignoring the news and following this guy. You know, the thing that, uh, you know, Kathleen Jerome talked about how they don't want to hear what a former African-American president had to say. You know, listen, when he was in office, I used to do this as a drill. I said, okay, President Obama is now speaking at the blah, 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 blah summit. And so I I tuned to CNN and CNN was covering it. I tuned in to MSNBC. They were covering it. Turning to Fox News, they had the five on. They weren't trying to hear what he had to say. Blatant disrespect for the guy, even when he was in office. You know, because all the news cable channels would carry things that the president says. You know, but, you know, and so it's almost to the point, shouldn't MSNBC and all these other companies 
are broadcast, should they do the same? CNN, I don't know why CNN even tries to deal with this guy. He calls them out every opportunity he gets. Even when he was overseas and the CNN reporter said, hey, you know, since you brought us up, can I respond? He said, I don't talk to y'all. You know, I don't, I don't deal with y'all. CNN. I don't talk to CNN. I mean, why do they continue, Jerome, to give this guy a platform when, you know, this, it's, it's, it's not, turnabout is not fair play. They didn't cover well, everything that President Obama talked about Fox News. I was watching this stuff the other day when they were talking about Putin and, and Trump and how Republicans were going against uh, 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 the president and his remarks. I turned on the Fox News. They were talking about some neoscience and stuff. They weren't even covering it. So when we think about this, the bottom line is, shouldn't MSNBC and these guys take that same approach? You know what? We don't want to. I mean, Jerome, they play his whole, when he goes on one of these campaign-style rallies, they play the whole dang old thing. Because they're trying to get the next big news story because you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Okay, so here's what they shouldn't do. Since it's not election season for president, it shouldn't cover any of his campaign rallies. Thank you. So if it's not, and half the stuff that he says when he just kind of wanted to make an announcement, they shouldn't cover that live because they have some editorial discretion. So, you know, and like you said, we saw that on Fox when um, President Obama was there. They just wouldn't cover it. They figured, hey, everybody else is covering it, so you can take that same attitude. But I do want to say this when it comes to news, that Rachel, I saw what she said, and um, she was wrong. She was wrong for apologizing for covering him. Because the problem is is that if we know that he lies about seven, eight times a day, you know he's lying. You cannot keep the mystical illusion of your president being the moral compass of your country if you know that he's lying. So you need to expose him first all the time, every time he does it. So you have that in the Mueller investigation. You have treasonous acts. You have more than 30, almost 40 people being arrested or indicted or under suspicion for election fraud or something to do with criminal conspiracies in this. But that is a lot of people for us to go ignoring and talking about less reports on the, the World Cup. Right? They're a news show. So we can't ignore that to say that there's other news going on. That's just silly. Because our, we are be a, we're, we're part of the problem for allowing him to normalize being crazy. So what they need to do, I know they don't have to respect the fairness doctrine since um, Reagan got rid of it. But when he's lying, they need to do a point counterpoint and say, nope, this is what it actually is. And a lot of people are doing that, but they're not doing that for our benefit. They're doing it because they're tired of him doing that. You can't wait till a country to become under fire by Russia to be like, what led us here? How did we get here? Because that's, that's the question that we're going to be asking. So we have to cover this stuff because it is a fire going on. And we're acting like, oh, it's just a little smoke. We don't really know if it's true. We don't know. We, there's been a, a, full, a five alarm, full blaze going with that dude since he's been lying since Obama when they half started covering him. 
It should have still made him answer the question, what did he find out about Obama because he said he found something. It should make him, make him tell the truth. But since mm. that's not possible, we need to keep up and make sure that our kids and everybody's kids who's listening to us understand, here's what uh, you're not getting from them fools. Media's responsibility, as far as I'm concerned, is to give enough information to, so that you can have an, a perspective. Most of the time, News Now is giving you perspective. They're giving you opinion inside their news. So how do you counter that? You don't counter that with fairness. You have to give opinion inside your news. We have to be cunning as well. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much on Rachel to say that she is or not because Rachel didn't defend Keith Olbermann when she knew he was wrong and got, got up out of that piece. She played it safe. So for her to apologize for going too hard at at Trump, she didn't even go that hard at him. That's right. She still had to apologize. <coughs> Keith Olbermann went harder. You know, yeah, it's true. And uh, unfortunately, he's no longer on the air. All right, Mr. Elias, just to finish up, man, just uh, just a real simple question. Are you glad to hear, are you glad to see President Obama back on the, on the big stage? I, I'm, I'm glad to see anybody speaking complete sentences, Jay. I am. <laughs> I am so glad of that, man. I mean, the bottom line, you know, I, I feel like we're dealing with a, a child, man. When, when you hear this guy speak, man, and you know, and when he when he spoke out with the double negative thing, when he was reading that, I was like, my God, he can't even read. He cannot read. And it, it was just, it was, it's just ridiculous to even listen to this guy. And hey, man, this this is what we've come to. We've come to the fact that this guy is a complete idiot, and his followers are idiots. When Hillary Clinton said that these people are deplorable, she should have stuck to that, because his his followers are definitely deplorable. They're very deplorable. Think about all the acts that they've they've done against uh, 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 African Americans or any any person of color that's out there on the streets who's trying to pull himself up by their bootstraps. Hell, what about the people that were walking in Berkeley? And the lady, that black, black, black family is walking in Berkeley, and the lady was telling them, get out of Berkeley. Get out. Get out. I mean, this is just ridiculous. So, yeah, his, his photos are deplorable. Very deplorable. And if you got, well, got issues with, with you saying it, I don't give a damn. I don't give a Send them to uh, me. Well, apparently you don't. <laughs> well, I don't okay, care. Now, you're deplorable. of Mr. Elias. <laughs> the views and opinions of you're Mr. Elias. All right, look, we're going to step Anybody out. Anybody that wears a MAGA hat is racist. If you support a racist, you're a racist. Okay, all right. And on that note, we'll be right back. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rouse show. Ouch. You're like, damn. Agree. I bet you do. We'll be back, folks. Oh, my God. Wow.
Show me your badge. Hey, show me your badge. You are going to get in trouble. A vigorous debate this morning surrounding this video about how two men bumping into each other. Can you get your hands off me? What? What? Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It's 10 minutes after the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best to say good morning to our panelists. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Kathleen Williams. Kathleen, good morning. How are you? You? All right, she's here. I promise she is here. Good morning to Kathleen Williams. She's here. All right, to the man who, the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit from EspritRadio.net. And in about 20 minutes, we'll bring you my favorite part of the show on a need-to-know basis. What's up, Jerome? Hey, what's up? You didn't hear Kathleen? I heard her. Hey, Kathleen. Yeah. Hey, Jerome. Yeah, I heard her, too. <laughs> well, hey, maybe it was just me. My bad. Well, it's just me, you know. Mama used to tell me to clean those ears out, so you... You caught me in the wax moment. The man who is really the guy who knows everything around here, the one who runs everything in the house, Mr. L.E.S. What's up, Mr. L.E.S.? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hey, good morning. Can we say hello to some people in the ch- in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Yes, sir. We have Rich Sisters, St. Clinton, and uh, some guests hey. in there. What's going on, guest St. Clinton? What's going on? What's happening, Rich Sisters? She's actually speaking of... Jackie, she is the director of social media and our outreach program. We're going to bring her in here in a second. Let me say hello to some folks out there on social media as well. Let me say what's up to the pastor. He's in the house. Marianna Music checking in on a more frequent basis. Now, what's going on? Philippe's in the house. Basil is in the house. Hope I said that correctly. Uh, James, what's going on, James? Bev, I like you, Bev. You're tuning in a lot. Uh, Jeff, what's up, Jeff? How are you? Uh, Mike from Miami, just uh, a lot of people is in here. Oh, our listener from Canada is back in the house. Hello, what's going on? How are you? Bruce is in the house. Just a lot of people checking in. Speaking of well, the director of social media outreach, let's say Vanessa good morning. With us, too. Hey, Vanessa, Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa May Belly from the Macanellis in the house. Good morning, Vanessa. Let's bring in Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I am doing well. How is everyone else doing? Good morning, Rich Sister. I am doing great. Got some information for us, ma'am? What do you have for us? Yes, I do. Just want to, as always, remind you to check us out on social media. Uh, if you want more info about the TJRS Radio Network, want to keep up with us, uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all three pages have the same ending handle. Facebook.com slash groups, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. And also, of course, if you want to email us about anything, please email at SeriousSide at Outlook.com. Once again, SeriousSide at Outlook.com. Once again, I remind you, the TJRS Radio Network is about to embark on nine years on the air coming up next month. Uh, so excited about that. Please, I'll await your well wishes. You can either call in or you can uh, send us uh, well wishes by email, by social media 
and I will take the time to read that on the air. I uh, just want to say again, just congrats to everybody that is involved with the TJRS Radio Network or who has who has been involved with the TJRS Radio Network. If you want your info on the real, and that's the only way we know how to do it is on the real, check us out each and every Sunday. You Using that slang on the real. Thank you so much for that. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As always, folks, we always want to keep our eye on the prize and make sure that we cover what's going on, especially what's happening with our people. I want to play a story for you here, and I want you to listen to this. And uh, it's interesting because we talk about the confrontation between African American, especially unarmed black men with police, but this is a little unique situation. We'll listen and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. Show me your badge. Hey, show me your badge. You are going to get in trouble. A vigorous debate this morning surrounding this video about how two men bumping into each other. Can you get your hands off me? What are you doing? 21 year old Cleon Hart says he was walking across the street after leaving work last month when he looked down at a text message. Ended up bumping shoulders with another man who he insists didn't say excuse me. I turned back and I say that's some cute stuff. You have to say excuse me before you, you know, just walk. He didn't like that at all. Reached out for my sweater, began to pull. But the Cambridge, Massachusetts police officer, Sergeant Thomas Ahern, alleges Hodge made eye contact with him and intentionally walked into him. In a police report, Ahern wrote, I walked up to him in an attempt to de-escalate the situation and identified myself as a police officer. He says Hodge replied with expletives, continued to demand an apology, and says both hands were clenched into fists, which I interpreted as a pre-assault cue. Now Hodge faces charges for disorderly conduct and assault and battery. Stop! Don't reach into his pocket. Do you have a warrant to search him? The woman seen here grabbing at the officer's arm is now charged with assault and battery on a police officer. She and another woman who videotaped the incident also face charges of interfering with a police officer. Cambridge Police Department released this statement saying the officer's actions were consistent with his duty obligations. That assault and battery charge carries as much as two and a half years behind bars. All three defendants are due in court December 21st. It seems like there was a lot of overreaction here, perhaps on both sides, but now taxpayer dollars are going to have to take this to court. It plays right into so much stress and tension between communities and police right now. You're right, and especially with, with black men and police and how it's being viewed in America. All right, Lindsay. Thank you. For Thank sure. you. Online radio at its best. Uh, we want to thank uh, Good Morning America for that clip. So that's a situation where, you know, and if you didn't hear it, I know there was parts of it that uh, didn't come through clearly. Two men walking in a crosswalk, they bump into each other, and then all of a sudden the cop turns around and, you know, and flexes his muscle, and the next thing you know, now we have a guy that's arrested. And when in the two roommates, the person that was saying, you don't have the right to search him, once again, young white girls, like, hey, what are you doing? Matter of fact, if you watch the video, the white girl tried to grab the police officer. Like, what are you doing? You can't search him. Do you have a warrant to search him? So this is a plain clothes guy. And so the reason why I wanted to spend some time on this this morning is because it's almost to the point where these police officers feel that they are above the law. You can't say anything to them. You can't do anything with them. A simple situation of accidentally bumping into someone turned into this. And Ms. Delias, you know, Listen, let me let me say this because sometimes, you know, when we have these confrontations, you can't give police 
the uh, benefit of the doubt because of their track record. Like something we said here last week, and I want to correct the record on this real quick, because we talked about how we had another situation where an unarmed black kid was shot in Chicago. Now, we know this happens all over the nation, but this particular situation that I was talking about, I went back, and you know, and since you're in that area, you could probably confirm this as well. They re-showed that video of what the police officers had, and that kid that they shot, that guy was armed. And when okay. you look at the video, when he, but when you look at the video, it looks like he was, and I saw it, it looks like he was reaching to grab that gun to engage them. So, I, you know, we, we have to be careful, too, when stuff like that happens. We've got to call it what it is. But in this situation, and what has happened all over this nation, you know, we just, there's, a, what, the four-year anniversary of Eric Garner being choked to death? And an arrest that pe- police are saying now that should it should have never escalated to that point, and now it looks like they're going to finally take discipline that, disciplinary actions against the officers that were involved in that situation. So my question, I guess, through all this is, you know, wh- how do we get past this? And do you think that this is once again because? A lot of this stuff started under President Obama, but it seems to me that they are being emboldened by the current occupant in the White House. More citizens are, you know, you know, coming at African Americans and brown people saying, you know, what's up? What are you doing? You know, we played in earlier in the show where that drunk white guy in Chicago confronted a young Hispanic young lady for wearing a shirt that says Puerto Rico, and when she turned to the white police officer, he was like, oh, well, you handle it. Didn't even yeah. do anything. Pretty much, and that's that's just the climate so, that we live in right now. But the bottom so line is, okay, but let me ask you this. So let me ask you this, man. Do you think this is a situation where white people are starting to fear that they're losing their grip on America, and now it's time for them to assert themselves, saying, "Hey, we have to show them that we run this damn place, not you." Well, they just saw they've always been that way. It's not they just starting that. They're not losing that grip. They've always been that way. Hell, but this is blatant, about, but Mr. Elias, you, you have been to admit, blatant, man, okay? that some it has of this been stuff is blatant. It has been blatant. I haven't seen hell. it like this. Oh, uh, back in the nineties, hell, what did what did what did they do? What did they what did they what did they do with crack? What what what, what laws did they pass against crack as compared to cocaine? It's been it's just you know we just haven't you just woke now to it. It's always been that way. Hell, what Mr. Was Elias, we've been on the air like cats. Look like. We have been on the air for nine years. You know we cover all this stuff. I don't remember us having these many stories about this type of stuff. And you know the serious side started off just basically looking at, you know, we talked about overpopulation of jails. We, you know, we were always on top of this stuff. I don't remember us just having situations where average citizens, you know, this lady slapping this kid at the pool. In broad daylight. I, I just don't remember seeing this. I don't. Maybe I am just woke. I don't remember seeing this blatant display of, hey, we are superior to you. You're going to block a doctor from going into a complex? You're just going to, yeah, well, you know, you don't belong here. We're just going to stop you. You can't come in. I mean, you know, yeah, we're, we're what about white the people. country clubs, Jay? What about the country clubs? We're blacks. In the 90s, couldn't get in the country club. I'm telling you that, okay, listen, I know people are not going to agree with me. I'm just telling you from my perspective, maybe I am just woke. But I just don't remember seeing it being this blatant. 
I'm just being honest with you. Let, let me let me let's let's go go to Rich Sister Jackie. She hasn't really said anything this morning. Jackie, I don't know. You tell me. I just don't remember seeing it this blatant. I don't remember seeing it this blatant. Where white people feel they have the ability to call the police anytime. Hey, that's their get out. That's their card. That's that that's their their trump card. Let me call the cops. Yeah, I remember people used to get tickets for calling 911 for nonsense. Police officers are actually coming out and engaging these people. Or, you know, or if the black person or the brown person asks for assistance, it's like, well, you know, you figure it out. Do you remember it being as blatant, Jackie? I guess that's the question. Uh, well, all I can tell you it is it's always, it's like I said uh, previously on the show, it's been there. It's just been hiding in the cauldron. See, what people think they can get away with, that's what they do. So since they think they got a spokesperson, now that they think they got a spokesperson in the White House for their foolishness, that's why they're trying to do all this stuff. It's always been there. That 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 I mean, it's like this big cauldron just boiling over. Like I said, now they think they got a spokesperson in the White House where they can get away with this stuff. Hmm. What about, I mean, what about it's shown. You, uh, you can't uh, sit up here and act like racism hasn't reared its ugly head before. But now no, that they that. think I they got a spokesperson. Oh, oh. Well, of course, no, it's I now more bl- I mean, blatant. Is- of course, it's now more more out there now. Why? Because they they see Trump with his foolishness. So they think no, they can get away with right it. Now. It's like they got a hall pass oh, well, to get away. They. No, huh? I understand that, but I'm reading something right now, and I, and I want to make sure that we that we correct the record here. Is that you know someone is saying about you know uh, uh, hello the '60s? Hey, listen, I understand that, but this is reminding me. Uh, 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 Kathleen, of how blatant it was in the 60s, right? How they felt they had the authority to do whatever they wanted to do to African Americans in public without any recourse. And it seems to me that we're returning back to that period of time where white people feel that they were, listen, the law of the land, we, we white person is control of the land, and y'all just, we let y'all live here. And if any of y'all, we have the, we have the ordained responsibility, right, Two, if we see you get out of hand, every every white person has been deputized in America where you can confront uh, African Americans, and don't worry about it whether you carrying a badge or not. You can just do it because you you are white. That that's your authority. And it seems to me that we're returning back to the '60s where it's more blatant now. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, but maybe I'm wrong. What, what say you? Well, I um. I, I think I understand what everybody's saying here because it does look like um, the the uh, bigots and white supremacists have uh, uh, come out of the woodwork, if you will, and are less concerned about their behavior and behavior being publicized and so forth. But I, you know, I I also understand that their behavior never really went away. You know, we don't have to go back to the 60s to see this. I think that what we're seeing now is a response from uh, black people that is also covered in the news. 
because you know, after all, if it had gone away, what would what what would we say that Reverend Sharpton and others have been doing all these years? They have not been sitting idle, waiting for opportunities. You know, let me let's just wait for the phone to ring where some black person somewhere has been uh, objectified or killed or worse. You know, we had the shooting of black men never stopped. That never stopped. Um, the you know uh, the injustices with regards to economics have never stopped. Uh, Bill Clinton was not in the '60s, and he's admitting now that he was instrumental in making sure that uh, black men were uh, imprisoned, knowing that it was inequitable and based on race. This this did not stop. It's just now that you you might be seeing more of it in the public eye. It might be covered more in the media, but this never stopped. And I think that's the mistake that we that's I think that's part of how we got here because black people are in such shock. You know, even Gil Scott Heron made a song about this. You know, mm-hmm. we're in shock. We should not be shocked. And we shouldn't be surprised, and we can't ever let our guard down. And I think if there is anything to learn from this administration, it is that we cannot just move to the suburbs and let our children think that this racial divide and the fight to, um, you know, the fight for justice and equity is not over and cannot be over. You have to have something to stand up for. You have to understand who you are, and you have to know that this country was not designed for you or to protect you. So um, the, the, the struggle is just not over, and this struggle, you know, you know, pardon my uh, vernacular, but the struggle is real, and it continues. And we cannot start saying, oh my God, it was so much better, and now that, now that we have a bigot in office. How about Oh, we have a bigot in office. How did that happen? That happened because this struggle did not end. These people did not go away. I want to make one last point, please. If you look at the photographs now of um, we have Medgar Evers, we have several other photographs of of black men being lynched in the South. And then in that picture, you will see the, the men primarily that did the lynching. You will see the wives also standing there, you'll see them all clapping and cheering, and then you'll see a bunch of kids standing around also looking up and, and you know, marveling at the fact that there's a there's strange fruit hanging on the tree, happy about it. The children, the children are the ones that are in office right now. Some of the parents are still in office right now, but those kids that were excited about seeing us lynched hanging from trees those are the people that we're dealing with right now today. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's get out to the phone lines. Cause we're definitely here from Jerome, but let's let's get out here real quick. And uh, Kavina Man is in the house. Good morning, Kavina. Welcome into the serious side. What say you? Hey, good morning, everybody. I, good morning, I think Kavina. that I, I think that it became it, it, it was kind of uh, at least hidden. Uh, from about the 90s when Bill Clinton was in office or whatever, around that time, you started hearing uh, the white supremacists like Rush Limbaugh and people like that started using the phrase political correctness. It was 
that was code word for the white supremacist to me. We're not able to do or to say what we used to say in the 60s. The whole hmm. thing of everything PC, PC, political correctness. And I think when uh, when Trump won, a lot of the white supremacists was coming on the uh, the television saying, "Yeah, we don't have to be political correct anymore. We could, you know, political correctness is is over." Because if you listen to uh, you know Trump during the election, he was talking about you know one of the things he was fighting against is political correctness. That means we don't have to hide our racism anymore. Mm. That's mm. a great point, well, yeah, man. You, I mean, honestly, always bring. Bringing the bringing the noise there, yeah, he, he's right about that, Jerome. What, what what say you in regards to this? Can't wait to hear what your comments are because a lot of the listeners are waiting. What say you? Was he talking? About, and I'm not hearing him. Is it me? No. Okay. Jerome. All right. Yep, I'm here. There he is. Okay. There he is. Okay, there he I is. Didn't, yeah. I didn't hear that no, I was no. I, I was saying that uh, it's interesting, you know, as far as what's going on here. We, we're talking about the level of racism and what we're seeing in today's society, and you know, so the question really has become, uh, you know, people are saying it's more blatant than it was ever before, and so I just wanted to get your comments on that. Do you think it's more blatant now? I mean, what we're seeing as far as you know, why people still they have the authority to. To, to you know, do citizens arrest or keep the order when it comes to these brown and brown and dark folk, you know, getting out of order. You know, they felt they they are principled to, to to you know make whatever changes and be able to uphold the white law of this nation. They feel that they've been empowered by this guy, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. What are your thoughts on that? So I think white folks have always had mob militia mentality, and that's kind of how they've always been. There's nothing new. And to Kathleen's point, it's um, just because the activity didn't appear to be there didn't mean that there was no activity. It looked like a ceasefire, but we were still under in war. So don't don't believe that just because there was a law in the in the blatant um, the blatant disrespect and and issues that white folks and black folks it had a law, but it was never it never stopped. It was it's still constant because. You know, I like the way when we look at footage, we think, oh, the 60s was the height of, um, of black people and white folks clashing. Yeah, I think they forget about the 30s and the 40s and the 20s, right? It was just flat-out segregation. You just couldn't drink from white water fountains. You could not. There was, there was no class because, and there was still class because of what happened in Tulsa and Rosewood that when black people did well, white folks came over there and act like they owned the black people. Even though black people couldn't go where white folks were, they always had that in them. So this is nothing new, and we have to kind of look at it uh, for what it's worth to say that just because they're speaking out and calling 911, and I I know I've told this story on the show before, but um, it just did not happen recently where, you know, I, I was in a pizza place, and the guy was mean to a little girl, to a young girl, I should say. She probably was. Um, she probably was in her late teens or 20, maybe 20, because her mother was with her. And um, the police, I mean, sorry, the guy who was helping her, wasn't even a manager, said something nasty to her. She didn't respond nasty, and he proceeded to curse her out, and then he called police. And then the police showed up. And then they went over to him, and he acted like, you know, all I was doing was trying to help them. And he lied his ass off right in front of all of us. And I laughed. 
I was like, long as y'all put your hands on that little girl, we all good. I don't care. I ain't buying nothing from here anyway. Right? The issue is, is that this is not new, and it's a part of a psyche um, from sending postcards of people being lynched, knowing that white folks hung bones and and uh, after they lynched people, they took bones home, they ate their livers, they did all this stuff to black folks that we don't even like to acknowledge in this country. And that stuff happened when most of these people were still alive. So when you look at Jeff Sessions and all of them, he knows all that stuff from the South. He, he remembers when they mounted up a little posse to go after one black person that they thought did something or looked at a white woman. That was part of his life. So don't act like, oh, you know, that was a long time ago. That should be in the history book. While those people are living, you don't put nothing in a history book. Hmm. We're dealing with their children as well. So we have to look at this more realistically, and we can't go through life acting like the times now is worse than they've ever been. They're, the reason that they're bad now is because we have cameras. We have camera phones. People aren't recording it. Yeah. You can probably get to a lot of court cases where you have people recant, recanting stories about some white man putting his hands yep. on somebody black, and then the police show up and say, oh, yeah, he looked like he bought his fist, knowing he's flat-out lying. So, yeah. you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the media and the Instagrams and the Facebooks that are getting that stuff out from people having social media and camera phones. That's what's changing. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, and, you know, and this really started with, uh, you know, when people had video. I mean, you know, the video camera, you know, the Rodney King. Remember that whole that whole situation started yeah. off the fact that, hey, you know what, now we have eyes on some of these people, and now we're seeing what they're doing. They've been, you know, they've been operating this way in communities all over the world. I mean, all over the nation. And so now all of a sudden we have eyes on them, and you're starting to see some of this stuff. So it's interesting, you know. It's, uh, well, I mean, you know, just to close out on it, um, I, I see what everyone is coming from on this. I really and truly do. Um, you know, staying woke. Uh, look, I, I think I've been attached to the struggle. I've always kept my eyes and ears open. Look, I was, a, you know, tragically a part of that whole situation. I've told that story a thousand times on this show. So, anyway, what a great, uh, what a great topic. Right now, folks, that we're going to step out. It is time for Chatterbox, which man, they are filling up. I can't read them all. I'm going to try to read a lot of them. And we have on the need to know basis with Jerome Spree coming up. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Which of the angles on the board are the one from the quiz on Friday? Jaden? Research shows more and more 12 to 15 year olds have arteries similar to that of a 45 year old. But it doesn't have to be that way. Don't let your children grow up too fast. Encourage them to act their age through regular exercise and healthy eating.
right, folks, it's time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, what do you have? Nothing. <laughs> okay, good. That's plenty. <laughs> so let me just get right to them. All right. So let's uh, get to uh, Marianne the Music. Uh, she says, I will start my statement off by saying that I know my baby, uh, my baby, uh, smiley face Jerome disagrees with Jay's assessment, but I do agree with his statement. I am 40-ish, and I have never personally experienced or seen this level of racial discord, discourse in my life. Baby. Talk to you, Marianna. What's wrong with you? Have you lost your mind? <laughs> All right. Pastor uh, Stephen Jones from Richmond, what Texas. What a hater, hot drone. I, I love... disagree with you. I ain't mad about the baby. <laughs> I said he agreed with Jay. Oh, no. Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, that's more disturbing than anything oh. else you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right, Pastor Stephen Jones, Richmond, Texas. I love my brothers on the serious side, but I have to disagree with Mr. Elias. I know too many people who voted for Trump. Because they either wanted a change, okay, either they A, wanted change, or B, they were part of the anyone but Hillary crowd. A lot of these same people have uh-huh. been in, uh, have been vital, has been a vital part of our outreach programs helping less fortunate African Americans and Hispanic families. I would choose the word uninformed versus deplorables. Uh-huh. That's from Deplorable. the pastor. Okay, well, that's... I'm, just I'm not backing down on no, A lot of these comments are... All right, so here, uh, Philip from Monterey, California. The economy is humming along. People got some extra money. When the tax cuts were initiated, people are not paying attention oh, to politics oh. like you and your colleagues do on a daily basis. That is the real reason. This is the real reason why we are not seeing an uproar from the majority about this Nimrod in the White House. Uh, Sydney from Portland, Oregon... I haven't heard from the official texter of the show. Oh, Johnny D's not in today. Thank you, Sydney, for reminding me to say that. Bruce W. from Wichita, Kansas. I'm offended by Mr. Elias' comments saying all Trump supporters are deplorable. Sorry, I'm not a deplorable. I am a fairly wealthy white man who voted for the person who I thought would be a positive impact on my financial status. Now I'm voting Democrat this fall because of this show. My eyes have been opened because I took the time to listen to the other side. So, sir, I'm not a deplorable. And as a member of the media, you voted for a racist. He was an out racist. that note... And on that He's note, out, now, uh, right. it is time for uh, our guy. Folks, I'm not backing down on election night and Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, it's time for all the need-to-know bases with our main man, Jerome Shreve. Man, what do you have for us this morning? Well, here's what I have. Don't think the bad, the theme music is going to stop us from going off. Like, I just want to tell you that for the record, it doesn't stop the conversation because you put on theme music. And I agree no, with Elias. How could you vote for somebody who said he walked up to a woman and grabbed him by their stuff and don't think that's deplorable? Uh, Come uh, on, that's man. The economy? Really? Oh. So that ain't got nothing to do with the economy. <laughs> and so, more than that, I have to say, if you still with him, I know people have made mistakes and voted against Hillary. That's fine. I am talking about the people who are still with him wearing Make America Great Again hats, is what L.E.S. Mm-hmm. said. So if you are still supporting that fool, we don't have nothing for you. We won't say that. All right? So we clear that up if you just voted for him because you didn't like Hillary. That's understandable. We didn't like her either. All right. So, all right, Jay, um, you can have your show back. All right. So, <laughs> I'm <off. laughs> 
<laughs> first story. You know. No, I'm done with it, y'all. Y'all got it. I ain't saying nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm done with it. But, hey, long as the yeah. band is playing, uh, Jay's off the clock. So, um, <laughs> there, diamonds are not rare after all, according to a new news story saying that sound waves have uncovered one quadrillion tons of diamonds. Um, stones buried 100 miles beneath the Earth's surface. Um, this is according to international researchers led by MIT, uh, Massachusetts Institution of Technology. They've discovered a huge amount of diamonds stashed at the root of Creighton. That's more than 100 miles below the surface. So here is what dumb people need to know. Diamonds aren't rare. You might want to watch a documentary on this. The, um, what is it? The Bears or whomever. They did that to make the price of diamonds high, to release them slowly into the market. But diamonds aren't rare. So Isn't that what they did with that one, that one story that where the guy was like, they would take them and they just keep them? And then they would, yeah, yeah I, uh, what was the name of that? Blood Diamond. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that one too. But there's a story about this, the, the, the bear, I think it's the Bears family. And um, they'll put their... their uh, the diamond industry's attempt to make sure that diamond prices stayed high and run all of these slick marketing commercials to say, ooh, a diamond is forever kind of thing. But diamonds are not rare. So you just inflate the price of diamonds. You know, knowing us as dumb um, human beings, we'll be like, how do we drill into the center of the earth to get more diamonds? <laughs> of course they're diamonds. It's high pressure in rock and molten rock. That's what creates a diamond, you nut. <laughs> the whole the earth should probably be a diamond. All right. Um, the meat and dairy industry is um, on course to contribute more to global pollution than oil by, by 2050. Now, a nonprofit organization, the Institute of Agriculture and Trade Policy in Minnesota, in Minnesota, analyzed 35 of the meat and dairy industry's largest companies for the study, and they're saying it is contributing to pollution, but it will be more than oil by 2050. Hmm. Ah, yeah, I know. This is good news. Kathleen, um, you and I went through this this week. I have nothing but good news today. <laughs> She's Thank like, what's with all the expensive food? <laughs> all right. Thank God. <laughs> Twitter suspended 58 million accounts in three months to fight malicious and bank accounts on social media. So their headquarters in San Francisco, they confirmed that they've been purging the platform of bots and malicious accounts. Um, and they said they started cleaning up early or late 2017. They should have got it before Trump. They, Trump, they should have started at 2015. We mm-hmm. that um, Amazon saw a record amount of sales during uh, their, what was their event, Prime Week or something? Yeah, so, the Prime Week, yeah. So it helped drive their um, stock prices to record highs, and it surged more than 57 percent in 2018. They are looking to take over. Um, who was it? Google or somebody? Like Amazon, three hundred billion dollars is what they're looking at as a price now. Wow. Yeah. They. Yeah. Uh, yeah that that guy's the richest man in the world now. Yeah, and, and remember Amazon. It took them 10 years to even break even. They were in business for 10 years and never broke even. So mm. when you start your business and you're like, it doesn't look like we're making any money and we're not, you have to hang in there because Amazon is taking everybody. They are. You know, Walmart 
released a statement on Tuesday saying that it was entering to a five-year agreement with Microsoft to make its artificial intelligence um, machine learning and data platforms, um, com- they, they want to make them compete with Amazon. So Amazon is taking all this data and artificial intelligence dealing with everybody, and so Walmart is partnering with with Microsoft to have their own version of what Amazon is doing. All of this is disturbing. So, um, to your point, Kathleen, I have to skip over some of the bad ones because <laughs> that is just not, that's not happy news. All right. Um, you know, we, I know we had this argument before, Kathleen, but Burberry um, burned $26 million of luxury clothing every year, and it emerges that the fashion chain incinerate stock so it doesn't end up getting bought by the wrong people. Why don't they just I don't give know it away what that to the exactly, But they burn twenty six million dollars of merchandise so it don't end up in the hands of the wrong people. Wow. Just say give it away to the homeless? Give it to the homeless. <laughs> I guess they're wrong. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But like Kathleen said, you want to send your merchandise to P.O. Box. <laughs> you just send all your stuff to Kathleen. It will not end up in the hands of wrong people. I can help out with that, really. Yeah, okay. Kathleen will be Burberry down. That's all I want to say. I wear the men's clothes, the women's clothes. <laughs> exactly. The bed, anything Burberry, I y'all want to get rid of. I got you Burberry. I got you back. <laughs> got that socks and everything. All right. Um. You know, a new State Department ruling means that Internet users can legally download 3D-printed gun designs starting next month. Wow. So, if you think you heard that wrong, on August 1st, um, the average Internet user will be able to choose from thousands of um, 3D-printed gun designs. And um, the State Department, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, the State Department actually allows this. I don't know how they can make a rule to do this, but we have gun problems in this country, and the Republicans just really seem to be tone deaf to Of course. The NRA pays them. <laughs> so that's what happens. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, we have never seen it this bad. It's like, we haven't seen it this bad because y'all keep uh, deregulating everything that has to do with safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for sure. Man. Yep. Now, senators are pushing a new bill to explore adding the notifications to streaming services like Netflix and Spoofy. So when you see, and we all have this problem, when you're watching TV and you watch the emergency alert system stuff come up on television, mm-hmm. they want to yeah. now put that on Netflix and Spoofy in your music streaming services. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. They're okay. pushing a bill to do, can you imagine you in your car? And uh, you listen to XM radio, and it's like, boop, this is just a test. Like, you are going like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm wow. fine. That's just funny to me. We just get, we're just getting a bit intrusive. They'll put it on your um your Fitbit's next. But this is just a test. Please don't. You're Please not don't. walking far enough. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, in um, European news, here's the thing. Uh, more than half of American fitness centers have sunbeds, you know, for sun tanning stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it's fueling a cancer epidemic. Now, scientists from the University of Connecticut have found that people who tan at the gym are more likely 
to get cancer than tanning from any place else. And mm. they're forming an addiction to it. You can be addicting to tanning. Mm. I think the orange one in the White House is addicted uh, to it. I, Look at his I don't face. Think that's I don't know what they're spraying <laughs> on him. Like, uh, like um, Doritos powder. Like, it's easy kind of. I don't know what they're spraying on him, but that is not something. tan. <laughs> it's something. Whatever it is, it's nasty looking. And you know what's funny? Everybody acts like they don't see, like, that white raccoon look that he has around his around eyes. Around his eyes. Yes. I, I don't know why we ignore that. I think comedians should be blasting, like, and Ronald McDonald should sue them. Like, they should just do all <laughs> kind of stuff. Because technically really? he is looking like the clown while he's acting like a clown. So that's a whole really? other story. Yes. Yes. Now, speaking of clowns, you know, uh, the Pentagon the Pentagon has saying that um, Trump's much-desired military parade can cost the taxpayers more than $12 million. And that's mm. nearly as much as it costs to cancel the joint exercises in South Korea. That's from the wow. Defense Department. Yeah. Mm. He really wants to, wants to do that. Um, I won't talk about, you know, President Obama's, um, since we covered this, um, his speech at the annual, the, the 100th anniversary of the birth of Nelson Mandela, his event. It had over 15,000 people in Johannesburg. And here's the thing. President Obama can speak here and still get about 50,000 50, people. So don't ever think that his popularity around the world is going down at all. As a matter of fact, that Trump thing is making everybody want to see him more. <laughs> like, the Trump thing probably went up. Really? Yeah. Now, especially wow. time, yeah, Robert Mueller offered um, five witnesses immunity to testify against Paul Manafort, but they won't name them in fear of undue ha- harassment. So the special counsel is offering some form of immunity to five potential witnesses and um, in this upcoming trial. That's according to court filings. Because they're not leaking jack on their side. Mm-mm. But according to court filings, that's what's going on. And I don't know if wow. you saw that there was a a news story about a tape release of Manafort, I'm sorry, of Cohen and Trump talking about paying off the Playboy model. I shouldn't call yeah. him. He's a playmate. I don't like to call them models. She gets naked for a living, so I don't know what to call her yet. <laughs> But anywho, and that girl's actually pretty. So that's yeah. the woman who he cheated with when um, Melania gave birth to their to their son. Um, but, he had like a, an affair with her for I guess a month or so. Did you but hear what anyway, she said that she had feelings for him? Yeah, I, I was like, what? Yeah, I'm like, boy, I guess Playboy ain't really give you no uh, special senses in feelings. <laughs> <laughs> really. I'm just saying. I'm saying. So I'm not disparaging her. There's a lot of people who are good people who uh, probably take their clothes off for a living. But I am saying she um, said that she has feelings for him and they played her. Really? Okay. Now, a Detroit councilman is accused of extorting a bar owner for uh, free booze and food in exchange for political favor just months after being offered, uh, after offering an auto soap. Uh, auto stop owner um, helped in a land dispute for $15,000. So a Detroit councilman, Gabe Leland, and he's not black, um, stands accused of, because it is Detroit, so we kind of always think of it negatively, 
Gabe Leland um, stands accused of demanding free booze and food in exchange for political um, favors. On um, it was filed in court on Monday. Um, so the bar owners sued him. I mean, he couldn't have been drinking that much. Like I don't know how much he was drinking, <laughs> but they took him to court. They're like, uh, uh-uh, wow. that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a former New York State Senate leader and his son was convicted of extortion, wire fraud, and bribery cr- charges for uh, pressuring businesses to give his son no-show jobs or risk losing his support. So a federal <laughs> wow. a jury in federal court in Manhattan deliberated over the course of four days and reached a verdict on Tuesday at the trial of Republican um, Dean Skelos and his son Adam. Um, the top count was extortion, um, carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison, but they're likely to receive far less time. <laughs> Un- That's surprising. Unlike, unlike somebody who's bumping so into a policeman, the policeman says, oop, I thought he had his fist balls. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You can, yeah, you can, wow. you can extort it um, and all of that stuff. It, you get less sentences. Mm. <laughs> all right, we have time for two more, Jerome. Two more, sir. Oh, you know, okay. So, you know, I want to do this Denzel story because, you know, not that you can, the folks can ever get enough of Denzel. But Denzel has been married to his wife for more than 35 years. And he did an interview with People Magazine. And he said um, the thing that he lo- learned was, I do what I'm told and I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> response. He has four children. Uh, they're celebrating their 35th wedding anniversary in June. Or they celebrated in June. And um, he said it's uh, many, so many things, security, food, a beautiful home. Um, what what can you, um, you can buy a house, but that doesn't make it a home. His wife has made their house a home, and she did the heavy lift, lifting. And by the way, hmm. he said he used to make curry chicken, but she makes it so much better to him, and that's his favorite dish from her, is curry chicken. Hmm. And if you don't know, Denzel's son, his oldest son, David, is on HBO Ballers, and he's uh, the, the um, lead in the Spike Lee, Jordan Peele movie, Black Klansman. That's, Dave, that's um, John David, Denzel's oldest son, who's playing the lead in that movie. Okay. And he has the Equalizer 2 coming out. Yeah. I'm going to see Ooh. that today, man. Are you? Okay, yeah. yeah. Equalizer 2. And, and since Jay finally got a chance to see... Um, 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 Black Panther, I won't say anything about that today. <laughs> All right. A Dutch company, All right, one more, sir. <laughs> yeah, a Dutch company is behind the world's first ever test tube burger that's produced from animal cells. And it can be in mm-hmm. restaurants in three years. No, thank you. Okay, see, I just didn't really want to be discussing, but technically they're saying that the artificial grown meat will be in restaurants by 2021. No, so thank hopefully you. they label it. Well, hell, I think I would stop eating meat if I knew they were saying <laughs> Really? Eat. That's, that's what that's but anyway. But that's what tilapia is, isn't it? That's, they, that's not. That's a that's a man-made fish, man. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, tilapia. thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. So so Mm-mm. it's carrots and broccoli that doesn't grow in nature. There are no seeds. Exactly. They're carrots. Exactly. But it's a wild yaru plant and something else that they made in a lab. Don't mm-hmm. eat things that are just made in labs, people. You'll find out why your health is bad. All righty, okay. Jay, would you like something? All right. Well, uh, 
Okay. I mean, Jay uh, no, seemed to like our last I, story today. <laughs> no, I love I it. It was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was going to say, you know, they said drinking beer will help testosterone. So for men, if you want more kids, drink some beer. That's it. <laughs> okay. You know what? And I'm, okay. Thank you very much, Jerome. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Time for our final thoughts. Of course, the very lovely Kathleen Williams is up first. Kathleen, final thoughts. Oh, listen. I just want to say I'm, you know, happy to be back, uh, back here at this radio network. Um, I'm excited about all the people tuning in and listening. I'm, I'm also excited that if you're listening here, you've already expressed your desire to stay woke. So we're with you. Um, you in the rest of your summer. And, um, you know, let's all keep it real and stay on top of it. See you all next week. All right. All right, Jerome, final thoughts, 60 seconds out, final hey, thoughts, I just sir. want to say hey to my girl, Mariana Music, good looking out, and my girl, Vanessa, want to say peace out and hey to her, and that's it, I'm through, guys next week. All right, thank you, sir. All right, uh, Mr. Elias, my final thoughts. Uh, get out and vote, folks. If you don't want more of, of the deplorable president that you have, don't be a deplorable. Get out and vote. If you're voting for him again, guess what you really are? You're a racist and you're deplorable. I back my words up. I don't have to run from it. Thank you, Mr. Elias. All right, listen, folks. I, you know, all I want to say is the fact that uh, you know the views and opinions that are expressed in the show are the, of the people. And so people are allowed to say what they want to say, and that's the beauty of this country. As long as we're not offending or saying anything that's truly derogatory, you know, expect what you expect. Um, I don't agree with his statement, but the bottom line is I do think that some people who have voted for this guy, they do fall into that category. You can't say that they are not when they go around and speak to hate and do the things that they do. So, But a lot of them are not, because I know quite a few, and a lot of them are changing their vote this November because they just did not see the light. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you, and we appreciate you more than you ever know. So for Mr. Elias, for uh, Jerome Spree, for Ms. Kathleen Williams, for Jackie, and for all the people who have tuned in, Vanessa, I'm Jay Rao saying have a great work week. And remember, for Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. God bless. We'll see you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Network.